Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking with Bree Keaton today. Dr. Bree Keaton holds two doctorates. Prayer walked in 50 countries spanning six continents. She has rescued and led over 75,000 pygmies to Jesus. She's author of nine books and 10 DVDs. Dr. Bree Keaton, welcome back to the Prophecy Club. Well, it's great to be back with you today. What I'd like for you to do is tell us, first of all, how you were called and then I'd like for you to tell us about the miracles that you see with these pygmies. Yes, and I encourage them to listen to yesterday's broadcast about, uh, you know, just the basics of how we got started. But essentially, the Lord told me in an audible voice nine and a half years ago, pygmies. Two weeks later, he said, go to the pygmies. I went to the pygmies, led the first group to the Lord, came home, and then he said, go rescue pygmies. So he spoke to me three separate times, and now we're full-time, nine and a half years, 75,000 pygmies. And uh, right now we're in a crisis in the northeast, four villages up there. 12,000 pygmies up there in four villages are uh, without houses because they had monsoon rains. But I'd really like people to get involved with helping us to... Uh, rebuild those houses, $26,850 is what we need immediately, or they're going to throw us out of the area, the, the, the leaders of the area, the, the big Africans who are in charge up there want to throw us out. So what I'd like to do is share with you just how amazing those pygmies are, different from all other pygmies up there. When we first went, um, I was... Um, uh, we arrived almost at sunset, which is, means it's going to be pitch dark at 6 o'clock. So we got there around 5 o'clock, and the, uh, my scouts came running. I had 20 scouts and my core team with me and my son. And they said, oh, you've got to go and hide. The rebels are coming to kill you, and they hate you because you're going to take their food source. See, the rebels eat pygmies, and they want to kill you because you're Christians. So these are jihadist rebels. And so they said, go into the jungle. I said, no, no, we're just going to stand our ground. They said, absolutely not. You must go into the jungle and wait. So we went and we sat under a tree for three days, and there was no food, no water. It was 110 degrees, and we simply sat there. And the rebels hunted and hunted and hunted us, and they never found us. We were right there. God hid us under the shadow of his wings, in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. He hid us in his glory cloud right there. And that's one of the functions of the glory of God. There's so much that I know now. I made a DVD with you, Stan, called Releasing the Glory. And I talk about these things. It's very powerful. And so, yes, we were hidden. In three days, the rebels gave up and went away. We came out and led 3,000 pygmies that day to Jesus. And later, we came back uh, another time to start the building project. And while we were halfway done, one of the precious little chiefs was laying on the ground sleeping because they were no longer in trees. They were on the ground and some houses built. He was on the ground and a, a black mamba, which is the deadliest snake in the world, came and bit him on the toe while he was laying there sleeping. And he woke up and realized what was done. And all the pygmies rose up when they heard their favorite chief was bitten. 
and uh, my head scout, all the screaming, and they were running around the campfire throwing dust in there because they knew he was certainly going to die. And they carried him into one of the finished little houses and uh, his favorite people standing all around him. And my, my head scout got up out of his tent and went over there and said, what's going on? Because they were so loud, you know. And they said, oh, our favorite chief has been bitten and he's dying. And while they were talking, um, he did die. And the word came out. The pygmies ran up and said, oh, oh, he's dead. Now they're screaming and hollering and running. They're very emotional pygmies. And they were, oh, no, our favorite chief is dead. And everybody knew that he was dead. And so my scout said, may I go in and, and pray for him? They said, well, yes, but he's dead. So he went in there. Now, remember, I've taught all them how to raise the dead. We've raised the dead so many times. And pygmies know. And so my scout went in there, and he said, live in Jesus' name over the chief. I, I teach him, you know, you don't need long prayers. It's all by faith. And so I taught them one-word prayers. And so he just shouted, live in Jesus' name. And after 30 seconds or so, the little chief who was dead blinked his eyes and opened his eyes and and my scout reached down and pulled him up to a standing position, and he's looking around smiling, and oh my goodness, you know, he knows he was dead, and now he knows he's alive in Jesus' name. And so my scout led him out, and he's standing around, and one by one, the pygmies who were who were wailing and gnashing for I mean, they were just really upset. One by one, they turned around and saw their chief was alive. And so they began to shout, yay, yay. And so they made up a song, and they started singing and dancing all around the campfire all night long. Our God raises the dead. Jesus is alive. Jesus saved our chief. Our chief is alive in Jesus. So they made up a song, and they're singing all night long. And the little chief he sat down on a little stool they made, and he's just listening, smiling. And at dawn... And they said, we want to see your chief, that your God raised from the dead. And they all pointed, and he smiled and waved his hand. And they said, we want your God. And so the pygmies led 200 feral pygmies that never heard of Jesus before to the Lord that very morning at dawn when the sun came out. Hallelujah. And so these are the kind of miracles those pygmies that are in trouble right now have seen. Oh, what a great Lord we serve. Hallelujah. I understand that they've also had miracle crops. Yes. Now, they get hundredfold crops on a regular basis, which is very shocking to the big Africans around. Now, remember, they start out hating the pygmies, and then through relationships we build by having them um, help us with building the houses and buying their goods like food and clothing and so on, and we buy all their goods they have for sale, so we create friendships in this way. Now, I, I want to tell you another story. These particular people. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you get off need, of the crop miracle, when you say a hundredfold crops, does that mean that there's more of it? In other words, are, are the carrots the same length, just more carrots, or are the carrots four times bigger? In other words, what is a hundredfold crop? Well, it just means that they're getting more than could ever be imagined. So if you plant uh, a field of, say, corn, 
they will have, you know, so many more ears on each stalk than could even be possible. It's like spectacular, just bursting out corn or whatever we plant. We plant cassava, which is a form of sweet potato. In each mound, they'll have hundreds and hundreds, whereas normally they'd be four or five. Wow. Okay, so they're not bigger, they're just more of it. Yes. Okay, Now, I have not personally seen giant carrots. I know there's transformation stories like that. But what we see is just massive amounts in each crop. And they're protected from the Ebola virus, too. Well, that's another thing. Ebola broke out up there, and uh, they called us and asked us to come in. And so what we did was there were five that had died, uh, pygmies I'm talking about, in the big African villages, many more. Five died and five had it when my team arrived. So what we did was separate the ones that had it to the last house at the end of the row and have everybody stand on the other far end of the row. So this was just a prophetic thing that we did. And then we went down there, and uh, we released the glory. That's the first thing we do. Uh, I, I've taught them how to release the glory. So we release the glory of God. Then we draw the bloodline of Jesus between those that have it and those that do not. That's step two. And step three, we start shouting scriptures across the bloodline. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and there shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwellings. And so we're shouting many scriptures. And the next thing we do, because I've learned from the Lord and also from uh, microbiologists and others that uh, uh, all viruses are intelligent, and plus... We have the name above every name. So we have the name of Jesus, which is above the name of Ebola. So we shout, Ebola, come to attention in Jesus' name. And we say, we command you to die, dry up, disappear, never come back. And so we'll shout that across the bloodline. And then we say, now we bind you to the pit. You'll leave this area and you'll never come back. And then we shout, every single person that has Ebola, we demand in the name of Jesus that you be healed and set free. And so we shout that. And then we'll go down to the cabin and they're all healed of Ebola. All five. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just just don't know what a miracle that is, but it was more than that. After that, they got up and came out, and we walked up to the other pygmies and sent out runners. And sure enough... In the whole region, all the big African villages, everybody was instantly set free and healed of Ebola. Hallelujah. Well, we now, need that in about America, miracles. too. You see, when you release the glory of God, the glory cloud shows up, the presence of God, uh, the healing glory, the miracle glory. And so we've seen this over and over in the Congo. Wow. You, you see, we, we want to see this in America. Absolutely. It shouldn't be happening just there. It should be happening everywhere. Well, God shows up when there's a need. And right now in America, most Americans think that they don't need those miracles. You know, it would be a nice side thing. It would be a nice show. And uh, there's a few people that really have a need. But in my opinion, most Americans are really not hungry enough and not in need enough for God to show up like that. That's the reason he told me uh, as the judgment hit, so will his miracles. Yes. Uh, here's one thing. 
pygmies have no money other than if they sell some of their crops off just to buy things they need, and they do do that. But, you know, really they have nothing. And so they are expecting a miracle all the time. Oh, let me tell you another amazing story. This one I'm going to call the Miracle Water Tree Story. By the way, all, a lot of these miracles are written in my book, which is called Pygmies. And I also talk about them in the DVD I made with you, um, Go Save the Pygmies, if you'll recall. That was a fantastic DVD. And so we want people to watch that and also read the book. But here I'm going to call this miracle the Miracle Water Tree Story. Now, we were up there in the same area that I'm talking about. Remember, these are mighty pygmies. They believe in miracles. They have no doubt and unbelief. But it's very hard ground up there. There is a bedrock. Under the soil is bedrock. So when you try to drill down and uh, put in a well, you hit bedrock. You can move around and move around, but it's very difficult. So there was one of the villages, which, by the way, they named Jerusalem. They named it that. And so uh, we couldn't find water, and they, they were desperate. There's 4,000 in that tribe. So the little chief said, well, just follow me. So he was just full of faith, and he led my team out into the jungle, not very far, but he was walking by faith, and the team was going behind, going, what in the world is he doing? But he was just marching with a big smile, and everybody's following him. So out into the jungle they went, and not too far, maybe a mile in, he stopped, and he says, oh, my goodness, look. He says, miracle water tree, in his language, of course. And everybody's looking, going, what? So he, he said, well, well, look, look. So he went over with his machete, and he cut a little bit of one branch, and pure water started gushing out of that tree, and it was enough for 4,000 pygmies every single day. <laughs> so that's a wow. miracle. Wow, you, that's amazing. You couldn't drink a well, but God made a way. By the way, there are almost none of those on planet Earth. They're miracles. I've never heard of it. Well, I'm telling you, it's all by faith. Well, I mean, that's on the order of Moses striking the rock. Go ahead. I said that's on the order of Moses striking the rock. It is. It really is. But remember, they've been listening to the Word of God every day, and they've been discipled for about four years at that point. They're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And while we're standing there, us, scratching our heads, how are we going to dig this well? He's full of faith. He just walks out, man, he finds a tree with water. I wish we knew exactly what happened in the spirit, but my guess is that probably the little chief heard the audible voice of God in his spirit and basically told him, come out here and let me show you something, and told him what to do and just provided for the pygmies. And let me just say, brothers and sisters, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is no respecter of persons. What he has done for the pygmies, he'll do for you. He does not, I change not, neither do I alter that thing that has come out of my lips. He does not change, and he is not capable of lying. All of his promises are yes and amen. And I know for us American Christians, sometimes that's hard to believe. Here's the situation that I'm asking all of our listeners to do. So Friday, Bree calls me in tears She's got this big problem. These pygmies, the, the whole eight or nine years worth of work is about to go down the tubes. 
unless she gets $26,850. I said, okay, let's put it out to the people because I believe our people will stand up. They have the money because their God has the money. Even if you think you don't have the money, you have to understand your God has the money. And if you want to be blessed, the very best place to bless or to get a blessing is by giving to someone that cannot repay. Giving to someone that cannot physically, mentally, financially, whatever, they cannot repay. Then the Bible says that God will repay. So that fits here. Second thing is giving to someone that in in this case is winning souls. Giving to winning souls. It, it not only is good for you in terms of giving in your book of works, your books of works, but it's also for souls and for giving to the poor. So here's what I'm asking the listeners of the Prophecy Club. Let's all band together. Let's give miracle gifts. And if you'll send your best gift to Prophecy Club, I'm going to send it all over, every nickel of it, every penny of it, all over to Bree. You can go to prophecyclub.com. You can call us, 785-266-1112, 785-266-1112. I know you probably already got on speed dial in your cell phone. Call us, put it on a credit card, 785-266-1112. You can also mail a check-in, the old snail mail. You know, If you want to give, there is a way to give. And just let us know it's for the pygmies. Now, let us know it's for the pygmies so that we'll know to send it over to Bree. We're going to send every nickel of it over to Bree because we're going to come up with that $26,850. Look, brothers and sisters, these are the days of miracles. These are the days when God is about to supply amazing. And you cannot give to any better than to someone that cannot repay. You cannot give any better to someone that is going to use it to win souls. And in this case, it's winning souls. It's bringing people to the Lord, and they cannot repay. They physically, they cannot repay you. Your biggest and best blessing is to give right here, right now. None of it goes to Prophecy Club. You want to give to Prophecy Club, give another time. Okay, fine. Give next week. Give next month. But right now. Let's give to Bree $26,850. Our God is big enough to do it. Don't let self-doubt come in. Don't let stinginess come in. Don't let start thinking, oh, well, I can't. Oh, i got to pay my bills instead. You just pray, Lord, what would you have me give? And he is going to take care of you. Yeah, but you don't understand. I mean, I'm on a set income. <laughs> then you don't understand our God. I, look, I have seen our God provide for me, my family, our ministries, the church, the prophecy club, countless times, countless times. And God is a God that can make a way where there seems to be no way. Our God is the God that picks up water from the ocean and dumps it in the desert. And he picks up the desert and dumps it in the ocean. Our God makes rivers in the desert and he makes desert in the rivers. <laughs> okay, I mean, they walk over, they are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they stand in the river, and the waters pile up in a heap. I mean, he literally makes the desert appear in the water. There is nothing too difficult for him. If you will believe and not doubt, ask God, what do I send? I want to help. 
Just say that to the Lord. I want to help. I want to be a blessing to your kingdom. I want to bless Bree and these pygmies. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. Tell me what to send. I'll be faithful to send it. Tell me. I will send it. Let me just, look, I just finished my book, okay? I can tell you countless times in there, Lord, you got to tell me, when is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? Where does it go? Countless times, and he laid on my heart what to do. Same thing. Ask him. Our God can talk. You don't have to hear an audible voice. Ask him right now, Lord, what do I send? I want to win souls for you. I want to save these pygmies. I want to be a blessing. I want to be blessing to your kingdom. What do I do? What do I give? And then whatever he tells you to give, then you be faithful to that. You be faithful to that, and he will take care of you. You want to see a miracle? It starts with you. See, everybody wants to say, well, I'll tell you what, you know, Lord, you, you give me a big... Uh, uh, give me a big chunk of gold, and I'll cut off a sliver of it and get to give it to them. No, no, look, here's the way it works. You cut off a sliver of what you do have, and you give, believing, and then he gives you the chunk of gold. It's the other way around. Like the guy that says, well, I'd have a good attitude if I made $50,000 a year. No, look, first you have the good attitude, then you make the $50,000 a year. First you give, and then God gives back to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. He's wanting to see if you really believe what he is saying. I believe you do. And I believe that the Prophecy Club alone is going to come up with $26,850. There's somebody out there that write that kind of check right now. Maybe several times over that. Let's send it over to Bree. Give it to Prophecy Club. I'll, I'll pass it over to her. And, and matter of fact, we'll have her back on telling how Prophecy Club came up with the 26850 and how she went to the Congo and saved all these pygmies, saved their huts, and saved nine years of winning souls. Prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112. Just make sure you say pygmies or right pygmies on there so we know it goes to Bree Keaton. Back to you, Bree. Oh, yes. I wanted to know what was the area code on that phone number. Oh, 785-266-1112. I'll say it again. 785-266-1112. Call them and they can take your credit card. (laughs) Well, I, I just think, you know, when we get involved with people who, uh, who, who need, God says the least of these, and they are the least of these. On planet Earth, there's no lower, more hated people, and yet God loves them so much that nine and a half years ago, he told me to go to the pygmies. So, man, I never thought about that except when I was seven years old. I, I, I fell in love with pygmies in National Geographic. My daddy read to me, and I thought, Daddy, I, I want to go see pygmies. And he goes, uh-huh, you know, because he just thought, oh, this is a little girl talking. But God wrote that down. He knows us. He knows our hearts. Amen. And when God said, go to them, I had no idea the trouble they were in in the Congo. I had no idea there were all these armies of people that were killing and eating them. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were hated like they are. But God knew. And even the most hated, he loves them as much as he loves us. And what a blessing to be part of, to be a partaker of what God is doing in that jungle. Bree, tell us, have you seen people that have given into the pygmies supernaturally blessed? Tell us Oh, my, yes. Goodness gracious, yes. There have been people that have told me when they gave, oh, my gosh, 
God was able to give them money to fix their car, and they didn't know how they were going to do it. But I, I want to give you an example. Do you remember when Elijah went to the widow of Zarephath? Yep. I, I love this story. He he was uh, the brook dried up, and he, there was a drought in Israel, and God sent him over into Moab, where there was a widow that God had prepared. Now this widow. In my opinion, she was an Israelite because no holy man like him would have eaten the food of a non-Israelite person. They were forbidden from doing it. So this woman was out of the will of God in a pagan country, and she had already lost her husband. So he went in there actually to help her. God wanted to help that widow that had nothing. And there she was getting ready to eat her last meal. And so the prophet said, give to me first. And she says, oh, okay. I, I mean, she, well, I perceive you're a prophet. She gave him her last meal. And what did God do? He multiplied that food and they ate for three years. But you know, there's a further miracle. He raised her son from the dead. If he hadn't been there with her, that boy would have died too, just like her husband. Remember, she was in a pagan country out of the will of God. But even so, God prepared her and blessed her and saved her son. And when it was all over, Elijah went back to confront Ahab and all of Israel with the miracle of the, the, the fire burning up the sacrifice. But guess what? When the rains came, she continued to eat because the miracle didn't stop. After Elijah left her household, that food continued to multiply to her and her family all the way through the planting and the harvest after the rain. Now think about all that. What a miracle-working God we serve. If you and believe, he will brothers love and us sisters, and search us out and help us, even in our time of need. If you believe we're really in the last days, and you really believe that miracles are right around the corner, and I think you do, then I'm going to ask you to participate in the miracle with the Prophecy Club. And Prophecy Club supporters are going to supply us $26,850. We don't need any other ministries helping. Don't need to ask any other people. Look, we have enough folks. Support Prophecy Club. We can send her this $26,850. do not worry about going over. Whatever comes in, it's, it, look, it's all in God's hand. If you believe in the miracles of God, believe in the gospel, you want that to go, you want your money to be sent to people that can't repay, that's going to win people to Jesus. Here it is. Bree, you got 10 seconds to say goodbye. I just want to thank everybody. As you pour out for your heartfelt thanks to these precious pygmies who love you and pray for you, who see so many miracles, who are reaching out to other pygmies that are not saved, you can be a partaker of this heavenly vision to reach the lost. And I thank you. And I thank you, too. If you want to help, then you're going to send your best gift to Prophecy Club at P.O. Box 750234, Topeka, Kansas. That's P.O. Box 750234, Topeka, Kansas. Hadn't said that in a long time. Or go to prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Call it in at 785-266-1112. 1112 prophecyglove.com 7852661112 or PO box 7502342 Topeka Kansas 66675 be sure and tell them that this goes for the pygmies thank you for listening thank you for your prayers and thank you 
for your gifts of support. God bless. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Brian Melvin did an excellent job making this DVD called Hell in a Box and From Hell to Heaven. Excellent talk. I've heard about 30 some odd talks of people that have passed on some to heaven, some to hell. This is one of the best ones. This held my attention all the way through. Now, look. Just as archaeology can be really powerful to win people to Christ, and you need that. You need this DVD in your hands to show people this will convince people. I'm saying this will convince the skeptic to get saved very powerfully. You want this DVD in this book, Hell in a Box and Hell to Heaven, and the book, A Land Unknown, Hell's Dominion. DVD gift of 30 Book gift of 20, both for gift of 45, prophecyclub.com or 785-266-1112. The Hell Gift Offer. Keep them out of it with the Hell Gift Offer. prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112.